Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'll tell you who's going to help you keep it running, and that's Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. <laughs> Nick, Nick and I are talking about how much we love February. It's my favorite month of the year. Yes. Not. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of crazy coming in. I know uh, it was slippery for me earlier, hours ago. But you, uh, you and yeah. your short trip from uh, St. Paul, yeah, uh, just coming across the river there, and uh, right after headed uh, to Minneapolis here on ninety four, three cars in front of me got tangled up. So slow down. It's, as uh, you were driving, as I was driving right there, and it uh, kind of gets your heart pumping a little bit, and you start looking in your mirrors and looking around yourself, and just. Slow down a little bit. It'll help, I, I help you get there. I don't know what. Well, people are in a hurry. It seems like, but uh, they're uh, maybe seem invincible or think they are. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Well, so no. slow down. Don't ruin your whole day and no, weekend. Please, and, among other and, things, and more, and maybe somebody else's. Yeah. So slow down because uh, we, we heard Al talk about drizzle, snow, freezing drizzle likely. So be careful out there if you're heading out. Now, getting back to business, if you have a vehicle problem, car, truck, or van and you want to uh, ask Nick Stoffel a question about uh, what could be wrong before you take it in your favorite uh, shop or your favorite dealer, uh, call us or text us like some folks are doing already, and uh, Nick will give you some idea, which is really good, right? We, we say that from time to time, but when you have to bring your car in your favorite dealer or shop, as I said, it's kind of nice to know, hey, this, I talked to Nick, and this may be wrong with this. You know, Dan and I talk about that. You know, our, our main purpose of this is just to help people. Yeah communicate to make that whole process easier. You know, oftentimes you bring your car in and you feel like if I share too much information, yeah. it's going to cost more. Well, in reality, the sooner we get to the problem, hopefully the less it's going to cost. So any of that, you know, we, we talk from time to time. If you're having that intermittent problem or if yeah. you're having some odd or strange, just jot some notes. So when you bring the car in, you can share that with the, with the people at the repair shop or the dealer and hopefully get you fixed up a little quicker. So call it in, text it in, whatever is easier for you, 651-989-9226, or uh, text number is 81807. I'm going to grab a couple of texts, too, from uh, last week that we uh, we did not get to. But a couple that have just come in. A few days ago, a texter says, my 2012 F-150's brake lights started staying on after I got stuck in deep snow. Uh, the battery wore down and had to be charged uh, to start. Last night, the battery was dead again, but as I am charging, the emergency flashers won't shut off. They remained on all night long. That comes from Bill. Obviously, some ice and snow got packed up into the wiring harness. Uh, there's, you know, the switches under there. Um, you know, one reminder, after we get through this type of weather, we get a lot of complaints, too, about people's wheels vibrating because mm. of all that ice and snow packed in there. So, you know, take a minute you know, kick those you know, those snowbuggers off the junks. The junks off the your car there. Uh, once we get through this and the tempers are moderate, wash your car. Pay the extra buck or two for the undercarriage wash too. Yes, just to knock some of that off because that stuff's very corrosive. It's full of salt and all kinds of other things. You want to get that off the bottom of your car because it can create problems like this poor guy's got a dead battery because the lights are getting stuck on. Yeah, and so you want to do a few little preventative things once we get through this little next spell of weather here. Very good. All right. Let's go to the phones. Folks have been waiting there. Let's see who's first. Steve is calling from Wyzetta, I believe. Steve, you're on with Nick. 
I got a stumper for you. My son's down in Florida. He's got a 95 Pathfinder. No spark. He can pull the distributor out, turn it by hand. He gets a little bit of spark. He's replaced the distributor, the transistor, the coil. Now we're down. I shut them down. I use DCU to see if that's a problem. Any thoughts? Well, I think you should swim by, pick us up. We'll head to Florida <laughs> sure. and look into it. Uh, hey, he said it's 70 degrees down there. He's freezing his tail off. So oh, he's cold. Yeah, poor, 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 poor kid. Poor kid. Yeah. Uh, I think you're on, on path there. Now, if you have a, a lot of known good parts of coil, you have the distributor, you know, you have to kind of, you know, if you know you can make the spark, you need to have something that's telling it what to do. So I think you're on the right track. The computer's obviously sending that information to tell it when to fire. Um, I, I think you're on the right path there. It's it's kind of hard not having a wiring diagram. That's my next recommendation you know everybody take a time out here get the wiring diagram make sure we have all our powers and our grounds and our signals where they need to be um you know these types of things happen to us too at the shop where you start you know i have no spark and you go to xyz and hopefully you didn't skip abc so i think you're on the right path first of all with that computer second of all if you no luck there he needs to take a quick deep breath print out the wiring diagram start from scratch you know i can't tell you how many times We've skipped a step, and here was just a fuse. Mm. You know, and because you get well, you get in a hurry, you get excited, sure. and um, it happens, part of life. So, deep breath, reset if that doesn't work, and uh, best of luck to him. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate that. Steve leaves that line open 651 989 9226 or send a text 81807. Nick is in for Dan Burns this morning answering your uh, car uh, questions, car, truck, van, whatever the issue is. Uh, John is calling from uh, St. Paul, I believe. John, you're on with Nick on CCO. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I've got a 1988 Ford F-250 with a manual transmission. The clutch master cylinder was replaced last year. It has now failed, and my mechanic is telling me that although he'll warranty uh, the part and labor for the master cylinder, the failure of the master cylinder could have caused the slave cylinder to fail as well. So two questions. Number one, um, is that good advice? And the second question is, if that's true, um, would it be reasonable for me to expect the mechanic to also cover the cost of replacing the slave cylinder? Thanks. You know, um, I'm not sure what the issue has created, you know, if it's, if it's bypassing, it's filled because it's bypassing, if it's leaking externally. Um, I, I do believe that if a slave cylinder was stuck or if the, uh, if the fork inside the transmission was stuck or there's excessive resistance there causing more stress on that master cylinder, it could create a failure for sure. Um, now that's just a worn out part. I don't think that's the responsibility of the gentleman that did the master cylinder in the first place. Is it conceivable that the part, you know, the vehicle's a little bit older, some of these parts have been on the shelf for a real long time? Is it possible that the part's just defective? Absolutely. So I think your first step is have a warranty out the part. It's, it's, an, it's a possibility. It's free. Do that. Um, if you continue to have some problems, someone's going to have to dig a little bit further in there and see if they can see what's going on with that slave cylinder, with that, with that fork inside that uh, bell housing. Um, hopefully you don't have something deeper there because, you know, ultimately you don't want to have to pull the transmission out to get to the bottom of it. So start simple. Hopefully that takes care of it. If not, uh, we'll see what happens. All right, very good. Nick, hang on. Nick is in for Dan today. If you have a car kind of question or truck or van, uh, call it in or text it in. There's a line open if you want to fill it, 651-989-9226, or send a text, and we'll get back to those two, 81807. 
is the text number. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with the next awful from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Where exactly is uh, is uh, Lloyd's Automotive? On Grand Avenue. Yes, sir. On Grand 982 Grand Avenue, two blocks east of Lexington Parkway. Um, on a nice snowy day here, you can drive on by and wave. Uh, if you need to call us at some point in time, at 651-228-1316 in front of your computer, uh, net. Very good. We'll get you that info before Nick leaves us uh, today. By the way, Nick will be here uh, until about 745, so don't wait. Uh, if you have a car uh, question or a truck or van question, whatever the case may be, call it in or text it in before Nick has to take his uh, leave today. Uh, there was another uh, text that we missed last week, uh, Nick. Let's see if I can find it here. All right. It's a 2006 Toyota Sienna that has an intermittent airbag warning light. I was told that the, quote, right-hand squib circuit connector was the problem. And when it was disconnected and reconnected at the dealership, the warning light went out. Since uh, the warning light has come back on once again, can I just safely unplug that connector and reconnect it? What do you think is going on there? Uh, we see that from time to time, those connections under the seat get a little resistance or corrosion, and they, you know, when you start the vehicle, the vehicle does a self-assessment. If it sees a problem within that circuit of any kind, it just, as a default, shuts the system off. Um, if it's been to the dealer, they've made efforts to do that already. I suspect it's a little bit deeper. Maybe there's a problem with one of those pins in the terminal. Uh, if you're capable and confident to try to unplug that and plug it back in, be careful, be gentle, don't break a connector because they're very expensive, uh, but try it. Sure, why, why not? I mean, it's free. If you can access it and do it, by all means, we love when our listeners take some challenges sure. on. Uh, but if that doesn't work, unfortunately, you have to get back to the dealership. Uh, there might be something wrong with that rest of that circuit further into the seat. Um, but uh, keep in mind, if that airbag light or the SRS light is on in your vehicle in the event of an accident, which I saw this morning, yes, your airbags will not work. So don't ignore that little light. That's a... Uh, a key indicator telling you, hey, I'm not working. That's right. All right, let's go back to the phones, Nick. Ken is calling from White Bear Lake, I believe. Ken, you're on CCO with Nick. Uh, yes, uh, I have a Buick Rendezvous, and the seat heater isn't working on one side, and I was wondering if that's a easy fix or what. Honestly, what happens with those, uh, we all love our heated seats. Oh, yes. And then sometimes we get a little active and moving around a little bit, and uh uh, most likely that pad. It's kind of like a remember heating pad we used yeah, to, yeah, to have. Yeah, sure. There's one of those in the base of your seat. And over time, from us getting out of the car and wet, warm, cold, hot, you know, all that, um, that pad can uh, overheat or get some damage to the circuitry and, and short out. Now, some vehicles, are, you can pull the pad off, put a new pad in. Furthermore, some of them get a little more intricate with, like, the leather or the, the cloth. Um, I would tell you to call your local... Shop first off, see if they're capable, willing to take that on. If not, maybe go to the dealership. They're definitely capable and willing to take it on. And um, do you have to remove the seat in most cases? You have to remove the seat and then carefully peel off that layer of mm-hmm. upholstery. So uh, we, we've done them. We do them some time to time, but it's usually fairly expensive. And people will say, "Yeah, it's end of February. I can wait." Yeah, or not because it doesn't seem to be ending soon. So yeah, <laughs> so. Go get it fixed. Thanks, Ken. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it could be expensive, though. It's one of those luxuries that we've learned yeah. to need. That's true. All right. Thanks, Ken. Uh, 651-989-9226 if you want to call in your question. Text is 81807. Susan 
is next in Chanhassen. Hi, Susan. What's going on there? Hi there. Um, a friend of mine lent me her older, like, Volkswagen Passat. I think it's about 15 years old. I returned it back to her, but um, you would go to, she would tell me she had this problem, too. You'd go to the store and, you know, park the car, and then you'd come out, and you'd turn the key, and there'd be nothing. Maybe the faintest little clicking sound, but not a real loud sound on that. And you'd see accessory lights, you know, the radio would come on, but the car would not start. And sometimes you'd have to leave it for six hours or a day or two days, and then you go back and randomly and try again. It might or might not start. Um, What do you think she should do with that? Because she did tow it to a kind of a home mechanic, and he's like, oh, every time I went out, it started for me over a weekend. But it's just a really unreliable car that just can leave you stranded here and there, you know, just real intermittently. Yeah, I, I absolutely hear what you're what you're saying. And the comp- total, the, the honest, the truth here is it's frustrating for her, for the poor guy trying to work on it, for us if it's at our shop or any shop, because you have to get the vehicle in the situation where it's not starting. Because, you know, we talk about the starter. Well, the starter's operating normally when the car works. You know, when it's not working, it's at the starter, ignition switch. There's other wiring and switches and stuff and relays that take a play in that. And um, it's probably a fairly simple diagnosis once it's not starting. It's just a matter of getting the car to participate, as I like to say, where it won't do that. So, um, unfortunately, she's going to have to kind of like stick with the guy. Hopefully, the guy's willing to stick with her. Um, maybe there's a, a way to find a routine or a habit that would make that happen a little more often or a certain type of drive cycle. You know, all those little clues, believe it or not, really help us when a car comes in and it's that intermittent problem because it's so frustrating because I don't want to spend three, four, five, six, seven hours on something and collect a tremendous amount of money from you when it was something simple. So, you, you know, once we get the car on, on board, essentially, yeah. and have it not start, we can figure it out. Okay. So she's got to stick with the guy. Hopefully he's willing to stick with her um, get, to get to the bottom of it. All right. Thanks, Susan. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text again is eight one eight zero seven. Let's grab a text here before we uh, lose track. Uh, Twenty two thousand eight Ford Escape. Texter says I couldn't turn the key completely to the off position. After numerous tries, the key turned completely off, and I could remove the key. Tried it again, and it worked fine. Don't know if it's related or not, but the day before the heater fan would not work. Uh, now it does. Was was it probably a one-time problem, and what should I do, Texter wants to know. You know, I, I whenever we have a one-time incident on anything, you know, cars are computers. We all know what happens that our home computer doesn't act up. We just reboot it, and we keep moving. Oh, here's a, here's a follow-up on that. Uh, noticed a little chirp in the alternator. Also, the passenger side slider door is not working. The door draining the battery or the alternator replaced that first, so there was more to it. I would, you know, don't start replacing parts just ba- assuming, you know, but like you have to kind of go back, um, starting with the key. I'm going to guess that the ignition cylinder is worn out. You know, I'm going to guess that the ignition switch wasn't rotated to the right position. That leaves not necessarily like the headlights on, but if the inner workings of the car is left on, it'll wear the battery down. Um, you know, so let's kind of role play a little bit here. So if the battery's worn down, you get it started, you hear a little more noise from the alternator because the alternator's working harder to charge the battery. I mean, there's a lot of scenarios here. Um, but like I was saying, you know, if you have a one-time incident, I would usually tell people, 
you know, be cautious, be aware. Don't put yourself in a place or a position you're going to get in trouble or get stuck yeah. if you can. But it's just a one-time incident. If you're like, okay, this happened yesterday and it's good today, tomorrow, and all of a sudden it happens on Tuesday, well, now we need, maybe we need to think about bringing it in and getting to the bottom of it. But, you know, like I said, at home, you know, if your home computer is acting funny, you just reboot it and you keep going. Kind of the same idea with your car. You know, I mean, there's a lot of electronics, a lot of computers in there. Um, if it's a one-time thing, keep marching. If it happens more regularly, as I always say, get the notepad, make some notes. So when you bring it on in, you can describe exactly what happened, the scenario, the situation. And hopefully we can duplicate that in a timely manner to yeah. help you get your car fixed. Sounds good. Hang on, Nick. We'll uh, take a bit of a break. And welcome back to CCO's uh, Car Care Show. Denny Law here with uh, Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Uh, Nick, we have callers as usual, texters too. And keep in mind, Nick is only going to be here for about another seven or eight minutes. So don't wait if you have any kind of a car or vehicle problem. Uh, Call Nick. He'll give you some idea of what's going on there. Matt is calling in from YZ, I believe. Matt, uh, thanks for waiting. You're on with uh, Nick. Yes, uh, I have a uh, a, uh, 94 Buick Century, and the radio and the uh, cruise control do not work. I was wondering if they're fused together or what the... No, I doubt that they're fused together. Um, you know, if you can find a, uh, a manual online or even, you know, go to the library. I'm sure they have the Chilt manual still. You can po- probably pull up that wine diagram, owner's manual, look at the fuse box cover. Um, you can find both those fuses. The cruise control is probably something more mechanical under the hood. The radio, absolutely start with the fuse because if you can't listen to CCO, there's no sense to be driving around. <laughs> That's right. So, um but honestly, you know, you should be able to look in the owner's manual if you still have it. If not, find that fuse panel. You pull the lid off on the back of the panel. They'll have the kind of description, hopefully, or location of those fuses. Check that one. You know, replace that fuse. That's kind of step one. Okay. That's an easier step, obviously. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thanks, Matt. Good luck uh, with that. 651-989-9226. We still have time for your call or send a text. Let's see. We've got a, a couple of those left here. When it comes to remote starters, Texter says, for the vehicle's is it better to go with a factory install than an install from a shop? I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I, we don't do them because uh, we don't. I would say my opinion is factory install and remote start. Uh, there are some manufacturers that have some dealer option installs. I believe many of those aftermarket ones work just fine and great, but it's all about the install. So you don't want the cheapest guy for sure. Um, there's a lot of outfits in town that charge a pretty penny to do it if you're going to have it done. Dealership or one of those places that that do a, a professional quality job because you don't want to have problems with the wiring harness on your car. Okay. I promise you that. All right. 2012 Mazda 3, headlights pulse or flicker at night after putting in a new uh, battery. Hmm. Yeah. So um, connections, obviously, is the easiest guess. Um Something with the voltage regulator. I'd be curious to see if anything else is pulsing, you know, if it's just the headlights or if some of the dash lights, if it's like the whole vehicle has a surge or not. Um, I'd be careful there, though. You should probably have somebody look at that. You don't want to have any kind of electrical issue going on that could damage something, especially some sort of computer or module. So I would tell that uh, texter to probably take it to your shop, to at least have an assessment to make sure you're yeah. not creating a big problem for yourself. Very good. Let's see. Rick is calling from Brooklyn Center, I believe. Rick, you're on CCO with Nick. Good morning, guys. Morning. I, I've always used 87 octane gas in my 2008 Buick Lucerne. I wasn't really happy with the gas mileage, and I thought, you know, I'm going to do an experiment. I'm going to go to 89 octane, and I did, and my gas mileage was worse. 
What what so what's up with that? Thank you. You know, I don't think it's that measurable personally. Um, you know, a, a common thing that happens every single winter. People say my gas mileage is bad. Yeah. A couple things. We add more ethanol to the fuel in the winter. Ethanol replaces replaces heat. It's alcohol. It absorbs the moisture in the gasoline. It's a really good thing. But we also kind of start our car up and let it run for a few minutes. Um, we tend to burn a lot more fuel not driving than we would in the summer months. So my opinion would be that the octane rating can affect uh, fuel economy for sure because it affects timing and efficiencies and stuff. But I'm not sure it's going to be that noticeable um, if this gentleman wants to continue with that experiment, maybe try a different different filling station. Maybe try different brands of fuel. Maybe I'll give him a little different result. But you guys, you and Dan, have always said, like in cold weather, uh, things uh, change. I mean, the, the, the you're yeah, using the, the, the car. Fuel. The cars use more fuel. Yeah, you know, it's kind of right. like when you fire up your lawnmower in the de- or your lawnmower, your snowblower <laughs> in the wintertime. You got to choke it out to use more yeah. fuel to get it going. So you're using more fuel just to get the vehicle going. We let it run a little longer before we go. All these little things add up day after day after day, start after start, to affect your fuel economy probably by a couple miles of the gallon, to be honest. Yeah, I bet. Oh, that's true. I've seen that, too, myself. You know, Big Nick lets his car run for about 20 minutes before he leaves at night, so he probably <laughs> goes through a tank of gas a week to drive. Just waiting. Just waiting. Yeah, but it's warm. But it's warm. All right. Uh, Texter wants to know your thoughts on synthetic automatic transmission fluid. Uh, I'm kind of a an odd duck when it comes to transmission fluids. We... In Dan, in agreement to use OE transmission fluids in transmissions. Um, there's a lot of products out there that have wonderful warranties, have a lot of testing behind them. They're they're um, good products, but transmissions are expensive. You don't change the fluid that often. We always put back in what came out of the, the transmission when we do those services because we feel it's best. All right. Let's see. Do, do, do I have a 2003 Honda CRV? The alarm does not work when the door opens and the lights are on. Probably a door switch. How's that for a quick one? Okay. Is it normal? Another texture says for my temp gauge to drop when the car is idling at a stoplight, my coolant level seems normal. So I'm wondering if it's possibly a thermostat issue 2017 Civic. That's my guess. So this good listener now, if you can replace a thermostat, we'll be on to something. <laughs> no, good. but yeah, if, if your temperature gauge kind of goes down as you're sitting, it's not keeping the engine warm, that thermostat's bypassing, essentially. So it's cooling the motor down, which in the result will give you colder heat. So have that looked at. Real quick answer, if you would, Nick. Uh, Texas says, I have a Subaru Legacy. The right driver's uh, headlights keep burning out. Is that common? Yes. We have certain makes and models of cars that seem to like to use up headlights. That would be one of them. Okay. Uh, sometimes they're frustrating because the fender liner has to come out, so it's a little more work to do. More expensive, too. Yes. All right, how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? If you're in the capital city of St. Paul, we're at 982 Grand Avenue. If you need to call us at some point in time for some advice, 651-228-1316. If you're on your computer, you go to lloydsautomotive.net. You can check out our website. Very good. And uh, thank you, Nick, for your help today. Is Dan going to be back next week? He will be because I'm, going somewhere, going, I'm going somewhere warm. I told you how I feel about February. I'm out of here. That's it. You won't be working that plow where you're going. No, I don't. don't. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much. Nice. Thank you. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. 
baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.